Well, welcome everyone to Anchored Hope, your weekly podcast where we inspire and encourage you to keep on going, to keep on moving forward in life, and to keep on trusting in Jesus. I'm so excited. This is our very first podcast, our very first episode. And so what we've done is we've just decided to stick to our core message and to start off by speaking Over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about true hope. What is true hope? What does hope look like? And um, like we said, this is simply to inspire you. And we're going to have fun, I believe, um, every week um, just having conversations and really just learning together from the Word of God. Um, And so I can't wait. Let's start off this morning um, by reading Scripture in 1 Peter We read in chapter 1 and verse 3, it says this, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, we're living in a time where so many people are struggling with anxiety, with fear, with negativity, distress, and disappointment. And so many people are struggling to deal with and to really to bear the load of what is happening in life. And I found that people are losing hope and struggling in a with a deep sense of hopelessness. And what we need to understand today is that The enemy of our souls, Satan, will do anything in his power to get you and me to a place of hopelessness where we give up on life and where we throw in the towel. But we want to encourage you today, man. I want to encourage someone this morning to not lose hope. Don't give up. Don't give up. I I was walking um, down one of the aisles in, in Woolworths. And I saw this magazine, it was a a Times magazine, and it just caught my eye. And the right on the front cover, in bold letters, it read, The Disappointed Generation. So I immediately, I, I, I grabbed the magazine, I bought it, and I started reading the article. And the article was all about a generation of young people in Spain, between the age of 18 and 30 years old, um, and they were known as the disappointed generation. A generation, um, they said, that was without hope because of the recession and the economic downturn of um, 2009 and 2010. And and many of these young people... um, just felt hopeless. They had to move back home. Many of them were laid off from work, um, and they just could not see a future that was filled with prosperity and with success. And so many of them just simply gave up and settled in a rut of despair. They were branded and labeled as a generation without hope. I also read this World War II story about an American submarine that was torpedoed by a German warship. And as soon as um, this torpedo struck the submarine, 
uh, they sent out a distress call to any other American warships in the area. And one of the warships responded to the distress call. And when they, got, when they, when they found the spot, they sent divers down to see if anyone was still alive. And when they got to the bottom of the ocean where the submarine was laying, they communicated to the soldiers inside the submarine via Morse code. And, you know, so they started tapping on the submarine. And it, after a few minutes, the the guys on the inside started tapping a message back. And this is what they asked is there any hope? And I truly believe that there are so many people today asking that same question. Is there any hope? You see, we're living in a world where people's lives have been torpedoed by the enemy. We live in a world that has sunken up to the bottom of moral, spiritual, and social decay. We live in an age where people's lives have been so torpedoed that they they are laying at the bottom of of in the depths of an ocean of despair and they're crying out is there any hope is there any hope for my life is there any hope for my marriage is there any hope for my children man is there any hope for my future well I'm going to encourage you with what the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 3. And this is what he said. He said, you know what? If you're born again, if Jesus lives in your heart and you are a child of God and you have experienced Jesus um, with as the resurrected Christ, then there is hope. Because God has given us a living hope. By the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And today, man, I want to say to you that Jesus is alive. And because he is alive, there is hope. Hallelujah. And so the question is, what is hope? Well, according to the Webster Dictionary, hope is defined as desire for future good. The desire, the anticipation, the expectation of something good happening in the future. Now, there is a difference between worldly hope and biblical hope. In the world, when someone says, you know, I hope so, it's an expression or a desire of a desire or a a wish. However, biblical hope is firstly an attitude of faith, which is then connected to the things that we are promised for in the future. Hebrews 11.1 says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. So godly hope is connected to faith. Faith or trust in the Father Faith or trust in his son and in the word. The reason why we rejoice and we have a joy that is inexpressible and the Bible says that is full of glory is because we serve a God of hope. Jeremiah the prophet in Jeremiah chapter 14 and verse 8, he describes God by declaring, Oh, the hope of Israel, which simply means Israel's God 
is worthy of trust because he is a God of hope. Hope is also translated as trust or to trust in the Bible. In Psalm 25 verses 1 to 2, the psalmist says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in you or I hope in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Psalm 27 and verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord or hope on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. God is the true object of hope. One must put your hope in his steadfast love. Psalm 33 and verse 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. And the word of God also warns us not to put our hope in other things, such as in riches or wealth or idols even in military might or in princes or kings. In other words, don't put your hope in man. Hebrews 6 verse 19 says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. An anchor is a symbol of hope. Did you know that in the days of old, the, the, the symbol for the church was not a cross? The symbol for the church was an anchor. Because when, you know, when, when, when the church, early church, when they used to go into battle, they went into battle, man, with banners of hope. You see, when you go into battle, battle you need to have hope in a God that is secure, a God that is firm and steadfast, a God that is an anchor for you. Hope is the proper response to the promises of God. Abram serves as a perfect example in Romans 4 verse 18 to 20. Even it says this, it says, even when there was no reason for hope, Abram kept on hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him that that's how many descendants you will have. And Abram's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abram, however, never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. I love that. The, 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 the New King James Version of the Bible says, it says this, it says, Against all hope, Abram in hope believed. Man, and just like Abram, we, we need to trust in God's promises and seize the hope that is set before us. Hope is also one of the three main elements of Christian character. And in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13 it says, And now abides faith, Hope and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6 says, Trust in or hope in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. And in Matthew 6 
we read that Jesus says this. He says, don't worry. He says, don't worry. He says, don't worry about what you'll eat. Don't worry about what you'll drink. Don't worry. Worry is one of the main things that will get you and me to lose hope. They tell us that one of the common themes in suicide notes which pe- which people leave behind is the theme of hopelessness. That people who commit suicide have come to a point in their lives where they do not see any hope. There is just this overwhelming sense of hopelessness in them. And there are millions of people in this world, yet there are so many that feel lonely and that feel that they have no hope. Hope is an essential ingredient for life. You must hope if you are going to live. And again, I want to encourage you this morning that, you know, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, there is hope for you. They say that you can live 40 days without food, plus minus three days without water, eight minutes without oxygen, but not one second without hope. Hope is when you find yourself in a tunnel of problems and difficulties. And you know what hope does? Hope is what will point you to the light at the end of the tunnel. When you're at the point of giving up, when you feel that you can't go on anymore, hope is what keeps you going in life's journey. When you're living with the consequences of bad decisions, hope is what will guide you towards recovery. It is important that we have hope hope. Come on. So I want to encourage you one more time today. Don't give up. We serve a God of hope. And in Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 to 4, you know what the Bible tells us um, about a man and the word of God does not give us his name, but the Bible tells us about his condition. And the word of God says that he was a leper man. He was a man without hope. But what I love about the story is that when he found Jesus, he found hope. And I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus is our living hope. Not only is he our living hope, but he is also our anchor of hope. And man, today on our very first podcast, I want to just encourage you one more time and say, reach out to Jesus. He is willing and he is able to help you. And so won't you just pray with me today and say, Father God, I want to thank you that you are a God of hope. I want to thank you that I do not have to give up on life, that there is life in Christ. And today I ask and I pray that Jesus would come and live on the inside of me. I open up my heart to you, Lord Jesus. And I say, and I give you my heart today. Amen. God bless you. And I encourage you and men to to keep on moving forward, to never give up, and to keep on trusting in Jesus because he is our living hope. God bless you.